the League Podcast, The Legend of G.I. Joe, Season 2, Episode 1. I'm Matt Terson. Clay Inferno here. Yeah, G.I. Josh. Yeah, welcome back, G.I. Josh. It's been a while, Matt. Thanks. Thanks for You're coming over on. Land. You're over land and air. That's what you are. Yo, Josh. Uh, <laughs> welcome back. Happy New Year to you guys. This is our first podcast of 2024. Wowee. Wowee, indeed. And we've got some. This is kind of a different thing. Usually we talk about comic books that are like 40 years old. Uh, or something. And we, know, will, we, stuff. Will, we will. We will. <laughs> well, talk we will talk about comics that are forty years old, and also uh, New Year, New GI Joe universe, new yeah. version of a forty-year-old yeah. comic. I mean, we've got a lot to talk about, boys. Let's oh get this GI on. Do you want to start? Go. Let's G.I. Joe. Let's G.I. Go. Oh, Let's G.I. Go. Okay. When do we stop singing? When do we stop singing in the episode? Never. <laughs> Never. Do we want to talk about that 40-year-old comic book? Uh, yeah, let's now, get it, let's get it out of the way. Let's, be, because, right. because I think it lays a good base to talk. And also, uh, listen to our very first Legend of G.I. Joe episode to revisit this comic. Uh, yeah. G.I. Joe number one, the original, the 1982? Two, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 1982 right? G.I. Joe Real American Hero, Larry Hama, Herb Trimpey. The classic, yeah. the one, the, 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 uh, one. the poster that everybody had on their wall. Oh, that man. one. The poster that everyone had on their wall, huh? <laughs> I, I guess it would have been cool if I had that poster, but I, you know, but all right. I, I didn't really, but I like pretend that I had stuff that, like, I my my cousin had all the GI Joe toys, so I pretended that I had them too. Uh, <laughs> in my mind, I had a really cool Masters of the Universe one with like all the good guys on one side and all the bad guys on the other. Not GI Joe related, but you know, 80s related. Yeah, so but you're also cool. talking about like now you have that you're like probably in your office and it's behind you yeah it's different because now you can just like i want that poster i'm gonna go buy it (laughs) whereas back then you would just somehow come across the the, let's start out yeah we're talking about the gi joe real american hero number one and it was giant size it was it was big but this is paper I have the, the yeah, I have was, that actually. I have that comic. Uh, yeah, as you yeah, know, I collect them. very well. Yes, but, uh, yes, I know. But it's a nice. Co- it's like a comic book uh, store comic, like of the eighties, when they had like the nice, like I think they called it like Baxter paper or something. It's nice. It's not just newsprint. Um, All right. But they, uh, yeah. So, IDW re-released the volumes and reprinted the Marvel comics in trade paperback form when they had the license. Yes. Yes. And yes. now that Skybound has the license and I learned a lot about this stuff when I went to New York Comic Con this year, which they didn't invite Larry Hama to, by the way. And he was like, kind of like, I never got an invite. Yeah, that's weird. That's pretty it weird. It is weird. Cause there was like 
I went to like I basically went there to go to the GI Joe panels, <laughs> and there was a bunch. So like when Skybound gets the license from IDW and comes out with a relaunch of the numbering, just like they did with IDW at like 142 or something, they picked up the Marvel run, started the numbering just consistently, just at a different publisher, and then yeah, IDW ended at 300. And then Skybound, which is Image and Robert Kirkman, they started with Larry Hama, 301, so that we've had a consistent run of a real American hero. Go Now, going back all the way to issue one, and Legend of G.I. Joe uh, in this feed is in there somewhere. You can look at it on <laughs> leaguepodcast.com. Yeah. But yeah, so Larry Hama had said that Something bugged him, and it's only really one panel, and it's in the introduction. Yeah, I was going to ask you. Yeah. I was going to go back and even look what what happened, but uh, – Yeah, so I, I, I can explain, and then we can you know maybe read from, from the text of what he actually said. But the, it, they, call, they call this the, ham, the hammer cut or the hammer cut because they made a change in the dialogue at Marvel in just one panel. When Hawk is giving his speech to the soldiers, and what I actually... Oh, I think I screenshotted it, because I, I figured we would be talking about it. Oh, good. Yeah, so I can we can compare. Yeah, I have the two things. He was, like, really pissed that in his comic that he kind of... It's not like he didn't want to write this, but it was a licensed book, and so he he wanted the work, and, you know, he figured he was the right man for the job you know like we kind of talked with him a little bit about that uh but uh they changed the whole his whole vibe like i'm you know you can follow him on facebook and stuff and see like he's like very much like kind of like um you know he's he's really into the, he was in the military he's like really into military stuff but he's like he's not he's not exactly anti-war but he had a very particular vision for like what this book was about and like what soldiers philosophies are and things like that so they had changed just like basically like a like a panel of dialogue that hawk said and yeah. he was like always mad about it <laughs> like it's just kind of like one of those <laughs> things it's not like a, it's not like a whole Zack snyder wants to finish his movie and they make like <laughs> an yeah. eight hour thing like this is just one panel and then he said that um also, this is just a in a silent inter interlude, Real American Hero 21. There was a coloring mistake that always bothered him, but when they reprinted it at IDW, they fixed it. So he was like, right. okay, that, that bothered me. And then I'm going to read what Larry Hama said here in the intro. The main sure. error that yeah. stuck in my cross since 1982 has always been the Hawk speech that was rewritten by editorial without my knowledge, which casts a completely different light on the core ethics of the group than I had intended. So he just, he was laying the groundwork. It's issue one, you know? It led many to assume that I was something I was not, a jingoistic hardliner. Like, I'm real, like, excuse the pun, gung-ho for America, yay, <laughs> war kind of thing. It led many to assume that I was a jingoistic hardliner. I'm extremely grateful to the good folks at Skybound and Hasbro for restoring my original copy. So that's true, too. Like, you know, we have to remember that Hasbro owns this just as much as he or Marvel or IDW or Skybound does. 
Yeah, well, it's interesting that he his take on it sort of was like what people thought he was trying to get across, like, right? Like, it was more, I mean, not that he was like, he's like, yeah, I'm not this crazy warmonger guy, you know? So it's interesting that uh, it's more what he he was thinking or what people would think of him. Yeah, like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm patriotic in the sense that I think that these people are serving their country but basically like they are like you know they're 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 following order orders but they're not like i need to go out there and you know blast all the enemies to hell you know <laughs> i think that's basically i think that's basically kind of a, a simple way to break it down and actually who would have known that was ever in there unless you maybe even asked him about it because yeah. i remember every time i've tried to read this issue i've been like there's so many words in this issue. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you know what the original printing said? Or because I don't. That remember. is what I. I could, yes, that that okay. is my research. That I I screenshotted them both. Perfect. Let me. Uh, can yeah. I just say one thing before you? Oh, we please point out for anybody who maybe does isn't that familiar with this or whatever. This 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 book was about this. Operation Lady Doomsday, it's called. And Lady Doomsday was referred to as Adele Burkhardt, who was sort of apparently anti-military sort of uh, politician like or whatever. A scientist uh, kind yeah, of yeah, like yeah. Uh, kind of, I haven't seen Oppenheimer, but like kind of you think of her as like a, a big like uh, a scientist that is sort of creating what could be used as like weapons of mass destruction, but she didn't want it to be used that way. She wanted to use it to better humanity right. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And But Cobra kidnaps her, and then some people think, well, why don't we just let Cobra kill her? You know what I mean? Like, some people think, and there's even references in the issue, like, we should just blow the whole place up. Why are we rescuing this person who doesn't even like us? You know, so there's some a few little references. So it's pretty interesting. So, I mean, as a kid, I didn't really get it. I kind of got it, I guess, on a very superficial level, but reading it as an adult, you're like, boy, this is interesting stuff. You know, yeah. like Larry Hummer was writing this toy book. It was it got kind of deep. So, anyways, what does the original panel say versus his new version now? Do you do you have that in front of you? I do have it in front of me, and there's uh -huh. also, like, a couple panels before is exactly what you were saying, where it's, like, somehow Snake Eyes is, is um, signing to Scarlet like this big long thing which is very right. much like a, a star trek kind of thing which i think you know larry hama is like a little bit more like star trek than he is like um nick fury if, if you know what i'm saying like yeah like he's yeah. more of a philosoph philosophical kind of thoughtful guy he goes uh how uh, so snake eyes is saying this through scarlet and sign language how can the rights of an individual compare to the safety of an entire world Shouldn't the B-52 bombing raid solve this problem with less risk? Basically, yeah. the, the needs of the many yeah, yeah. outweigh like the a, few or the one. Right. It's like a Saving Private Ryan kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like military. They, like they, they, All those guys go to rescue this one guy. You know, it's like, why are we doing that? Why are we risking our lives? So, Scarlet yeah. says it. Hey, guys, it's like, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> what are you He's talking like, about? I have to I go to the bathroom. I need you to help you know zip where me the out. Bedroom key is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, help zip me out. me out of this. Um, oh. So, well, <laughs> anyway, 
Yeah. I'm going to do this in uh, audio comic style as my name's Clay, right? Hawk's name is Clay. Clayton Abernathy. That's right. right? Clayton Abernathy. Right. So after uh, Snake Eyes gives his eloquent speech through his hands. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, okay, I'm going to read the the original Marvel printing. Okay. Please. So, you know, couldn't the, the B2 bombing raid solve less risk? That's my Snake Eyes voice. <laughs> Clayton Abernathy. No, we're the good guys, remember? The island has a civilian population. Besides, it's not our job to judge Dr. Burkhart. And then somebody grunt. What's our job? And Clayton Abernathy says, we're soldiers. Our job is to follow orders, to do the impossible, and to make it look easy. Mm-hmm. The original version. So that was the original version. So then huh. we slip to this thing that has, you know, I say this is important to honor Larry Helm. And maybe people like want to pick up this book. Maybe not. But if they just just the idea, this has bothered him for a while and it's fixed now. So grunt, what's our job? This is a much simpler thing. It's, it's a different tone. We're soldiers. Right. Our job is to do the unthinkable and be forgotten. Interesting. Yeah, it's not really about them or what they, you know, what they think. So there you go. They're just be forgotten. It's it's not about rushing in there and being commandos. It's about it's about doing the right thing quietly and like humbly, like humbly, like yeah. a, you know, kind of like a ja- like a more like Japanese way or like a ninja, the way of the ninja. Go in there, do your job, get out of there. Don't brag about it. So and that's I literally like that. that is it. That's the whole start. reason for this thing. Yeah, and it does. Yeah, it casts a different. It does change the tone of it quite a bit. But yeah, I mean, it's pretty crazy. You think about like, I guess. I mean, I'm going to assume that they were like, we want to put out issue number one again. And Larry Hama was like, hey, can you do me one favor? You know, <laughs> but the rest of the book is exactly top the of same. his mind. Yeah. yeah. The rest of the book is exactly the same, although I will say it looks fantastic. Like the coloring, the, the colors are vibrant. Everything is, is great. And some fond memories of this book. And this is definitely a great way to kick off. We already reviewed it. We don't need to go through the whole story. Like, then Stalker gets on the jetpack. Like, <laughs> it's a great thing. It's a great way to start the book. You know, like, and the, these are the characters, and this this is what they do. Like, they they fight Cobra, they blow stuff up. You know, <laughs> and you don't really know who Cobra is. You don't know who all the characters are. Like, there's no like, there's no, with the exception of Hawk, you kind of uh, you go, oh, there's a girl, there's a right. ninja, there's a, there's a guy who doesn't Th- talk, there's a that? black guy. Yeah, yeah, like you don't really know like a lot about that, you know, like or, or Zap is like, oh, that guy is like technically proficient because he's gonna he's gonna cut through the the pipe with his laser so that they can get in there and hack the computers. But and and you kind of like get an idea of like what Cobra Cobra's like an organization, but they're not like they're not like Middle Eastern terrorists. They're not Nazis. They're kind of like how they 
you know, they came up with the idea of Cobra to be like, it's just some sort of bad guys and we'll make them look a little <laughs> fascistic, but they're not that right. far off from just like another army that they're trying to fight, basically. Yeah. They do do that kind of hail Cobra thing a little bit, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're not really. Then plus, there's only Baroness and Cobra Commander. There's no other Cobras that are right. Like there's no there's no Destro yet or anything. So, they're very just generic bad guys in the red masks, <laughs> which on the yeah. cartoon they always had blue, uh, black. Comic right. book was always red. Yeah, good stuff, but. You know, it was great. This was a great introduction for me to all the toys that I ended up buying. The Jeep, you know, the Vamp, the tank. What was that called? The Mobat? Do you do? I think we talked the about Mobat. this. The Mobat. I think Does it's anyone... um. With the in Mobat the issue, actually, from? is kind of a little bit. It's like mobile battle unit or something. It, they, there's like actually kind of a, a a file card in the issue for the Mobat. Oh, that's right. In the back here. It be and then there's a a fun kind of fun like backup story too like the hot potato well yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There, there's a they, they reprint the the cutaway everyone loves the cutaway the of the pit and yeah. and they they are like they have the hot potato story and the snake eyes is in that and rock and roll they're they're just having fun and i think there's file cards in the original issue but i don't see them here of um of somebody peeling potatoes. Maybe I'm thinking of um one of the yearbooks, but I think you're uh, thinking of yeah, the yearbook. Yeah. Oh, this has uh the weapons profile is vamp vehicle attack mm -hmm. multipurpose. It's just yeah, basically and... an army jeep uh jeep and the mobat mo multi ordnance battle tank. Yep. Multi ordnance battle tank. Mobat. And that's yeah, that's why you <laughs> that's how also like that's why Larry was so great at this stuff and the things that we like learned, like what the LZ was and stuff like we talked right. about this on the other issue, but like, but like he would like introduce like military terms and then you like look it up and be like, yeah, that's what that is. And like, and well, they'd have those little, those little editor's notes of the, like LZ landing zone or whatever. Yeah. Like they'd have <laughs> those little, the little, the little asterisk. So where was this uh, hot potato? Where, do you know where this came from? Is this just a story that was never? Oh, made, it's, was in it the, it's in the it's in the it's in the issue. It's in the oh, like, like my... the original Marvel issue. Or yeah, it... yeah, it's oh. in it's in the original Marvel issue too. If it's not, it's definitely. I think that they even reprinted it in maybe the first yearbook too, because that mm -hmm. was like filled with like a couple of short stories, and they put that in there too. Well, yeah, yeah, I don't, killer. I don't remember it. I kind of like it. It, it. We kind of get a little bit about Scarlet and Snake Eyes here. Kind of not much, but a little indication, like because he goes back for her, and then she's kind of crying a little bit. So yeah, like and then you get Small like moment. rock and roll and 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 Stalker being like pretty like yeah, like you kind of fall in love with them too. Is like yeah, look at, look at that guy with his long hair. <laughs> you know, those guys are badass. <laughs> like. You know, action, 80s action heroes, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's so it's cool. This is a great little, if you're a fan, you should have it anyway. But uh, if you're not, if you're just like sort of picking up this stuff now, this is a good, you know, a good little way to learn what it was like back in 1982. And also just like, you know, 
you get to learn the characters and everything. And I tell you what, I bought every single person in the league a digital <laughs> copy of it, and they were like two bucks each. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> you know I, what I mean? You, so, you didn't have to tell can, me that. that <laughs> like, they, now he thinks you're cheap, dude. Way to go. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 No, no it's I like, mean, that's, you can read I it. I could have bought it myself for two bucks. <laughs> I think it would be like 10 bucks or something. No, it, it's, um, you know, I don't know. I, I think I... I think I had ordered a, a hard copy of it too. I no, I do. I definitely did. I I bought a hard copy of it to complete my collection because it's part of the original run, right? So Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I have a hard copy of it, but that was just regular cover price, it was like four bucks maybe. But and you know on on Amazon when they're like, if you choose to get this, you know, if you wait another day to get your uh, ass cream. <laughs> <laughs> We'll give you a dollar in digital <laughs> credit. So I probably didn't right, pay right. anything for it to send those to you guys. You know what I mean? So, all right. so well, anybody can, anybody can, uh, could read this and like for cheap, you know, like it's, it's cool. It's worth it. If you, if you've never read issue one, get the, get the new version because yeah, it's, and actually I don't, I, I tried to like look digitally I, I couldn't find i have the volumes so yeah i guess idw didn't reprint single issue so i do have like comiXology volume of volume one on my kindle but that's like you know 10 or 15 bucks just just get this you just get started right and you're yeah. off and running absolutely absolutely off 40 years from now people will be like reading 301 thinking the same thing Larry's like, oh, I wish I had. 40 years from now. Yeah, 40 years from now when Larry Hama's still alive, outliving all of us. It'd be like, it was something <laughs> I wanted to change in 301. I should have thought wow. about it when I was changing one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there are new G.I. Joe comics that we wanted to talk about as well. Not 40 year old comics, not written by Larry Hama, which is fine. But written by Joshua Williamson, who is um, very talented as well. And maybe we can let our Joshua speak for a change. <laughs> Joshua, <laughs> did you read? I assume we all read these, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. I was a huge fan of uh, Duke issue one. Um, it had, a, for me, it, it kind of gave me... Vibes. First off, I didn't even I didn't know any like backstory or anything. I didn't realize like I think probably at one point I read that they were doing like a shared universe with Transformers, but like the Energon universe. Nice yes. Yeah. yeah. So that was a nice surprise, even though I probably knew in the back of my head it was happening. I was just like, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. I definitely got some uh G.I. Joe Renegade vibes from it, which is great. I love oh, that yeah. series, even though it was only one season. Yeah, it was good. It reminded me a little bit of like the Brubaker Captain America, too. Mm. Yeah, I got a little, actually, a little X Files from it, even, too. Like, kind of, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like the interesting thing is, so we have Adele Burkhardt is back. It's like they, they reuse this character. I love that. They, yeah. They, this character that we were just talking about in issue one, <laughs> and, they and kind of is, just recast yeah. her in a way. Th this is what I wanted to say. Um, then I could let Josh speak again after really cutting him off so many times so far. But 
the Energon universe. So we there there's a book called Void Rivals, which which I'm reading, which actually is a standalone book. You can read it without reading Giedro Transformers, but it introduces Transformers stuff in it. And also is it kind of like the way they launched this universe was like so cool. Like something you it's because in it kind of like the ultimate universe, like it started with Ultimate Spider Man and then they reintroduced old ideas in a new way. And mm-hmm. um from what I got from your Comic Con was they wanted to take um elements from Kirkman is very much our peer, like as far as like pop culture and stuff is concerned. Like he grew up on all the stuff that we love, right? So he loved the movies. He loved Real American Hero. He loved Transformers. He liked the crossovers that they did. So they are cleverly saying, okay, we have a new universe, and how does G.I. Joe and Transformers, how do they come to be? And Void Rivals is kind of like the kind of the glue to it because it's like here's a space story that's almost like Saga or something, and then they introduce a couple of Transformers, and then with the the Transformers number one and and Duke and the other book we're going to talk about later, like they they kind of are like, oh, this is how it all is coming together. So like they they take elements from basically all of the stuff we loved when we were a kid and are like repackaging it and doing cool new stuff with it. Yeah. So yeah, really quick, the log line here is that Duke has he saw Megatron. He was on like a mission and he saw Megatron and he's like, what the fuck? And Megatron killed his Starscream. pilot. Starscream, right? Oh, I'm sorry. Maybe it was Starscream. You're right. It was Starscream. Yeah. I'm, I'm terribly sorry. He it's saw it. Starscream. Yeah. And he's like, and then, and now no one believes it. Like, so he's kind of like, they're like, Duke. And he's like, I got to get back out there. I need to kill that thing. And they're like, nah, there's you no need thing. to go dance with some ladies. Yeah, that's right. He tells <laughs> Hawk's like, no, man. He's like, get out of there, you know. I wonder take, if I were to do this off. Hawk voice, it would be, it would have to be a different voice. You I know think it would mean? have to be a little more gruff. Yeah, it's like a like, different. Go out there, and dance with some ladies. It's like, um, it, it's like Keaton Batman and then like Bale Batman. It's like yeah, it's a, it's a right. different bat. They're both Batman to me, but it's but a different one. No, it's different. It's different. So yeah, Duke's kind of uh, he's kind of in the shit house here because he won't. He doesn't want to follow orders now. He just wants to go back out there and find out what's going on with this giant robot that no one believes that he saw. So that's where it gets kind of X-Files-y to me because there's this whole other group, this sort of underground group that's like, oh, we know we know about these big robots. And um, it's kind of cool. And Adele Burkhardt is, is one of them. And um, spoiler warning, uh, they all die. <laughs> <laughs> no more next files so, i know but i mean he's like the one crusader now like he's the one who knows like that there are transformers out there and uh he's it's, it's kind of like Mulder. like there are aliens here and they're like nah you're crazy so you're crazy kid you're crazy and uh maybe clay you you know because he also finds like he goes into this Mars headquarters thing here, mm-hmm. and he sees all these like Cobra tanks and stuff. So yeah, 
like we have to i guess keep reading to figure out what the deal is like are they are they hooked up with the decepticons what's going on yeah i mean i i only know as much as you guys i i mean they they at at comic-con what they did was they said oh we're going to be introducing some of these classic characters and they showed us like character designs you're like okay that's like a that's like a cobra guy that's a judge well wait is that a cobra guy or a judge like is he a good guy or a bad guy there's a couple of guys like that and um and yeah, so they they didn't they didn't reveal much, and, and I gotta say, you know, I IDW was like this too. Like they're like, you know, no no spoilers, anyone. Like they they were very careful. Like I got the ash can of Duke um, at Comic Con, so it was like only the first, you know, maybe ten pages or something. Um, so when I read this Duke uh, issue, was the first time I read the whole thing and colored and everything and uh and like there's a lot that happens in the third act of this comic <laughs> so yeah you know yeah definitely yeah so speaking of some and now it's old characters but like so we did we spoke a little bit in email earlier clay is not that familiar with gi joe the movie the animated movie but this guy mercer That's crazy i know first i saw Mercer. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Mercer. <laughs> I kind of thought that was really cool, too. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, wait a second. So he's one of Sergeant Slaughter's guys. I don't know. I figured if they have a name. Uh, Marauders. The Slaughters. The Slaughters Marauders. Slaughters Marauders. I love the, it. The Slaughternets. <laughs> we all know. There were three of them. What was the other? I remember there was like a big ball guy, right? Yep. Uh, I don't he was a the circus other performer. Uh, his name was. Oh man, what the hell was his name? I should have done some more research, but I didn't remember Slaughter's Marauders. Uh, but uh, everything's on Jopedia because I had to I know some stuff yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking them up. But uh, anyway, I thought they were really cool, and um, they were from that movie. So we're gonna do an episode. Of, there was I can't even find it it's too much, but. They were cool. So yeah, they in the movie they sent Falcon to go and you know straighten up, and Slaughter's Marauders are gonna straighten them out. But uh, I forget what the other guy's names were now. I'm sorry, but it was good stuff, and uh, and I like this guy Mercer. So yeah, but here he's kind of a badass. He beats up Duke a little bit. But yeah, and he's sort of working for cool. Destro, right? So, but did like did he recognize him? Like, was he was he because he said stand down, soldier? So like he knew he was a soldier. Like that kind of right. confused me. I was like, is he like is he playing both sides? What's going on? Yeah, well, because Duke is kind of rogue. You know what I mean? Like maybe he's just doing his job and catching this guy. And I don't know. Yeah. It's very, uh, well, yeah, Duke's, it's only the first Duke's, issue. Still, Duke's sneaking in and he has like, you know, one of those longshoremen's caps on, but you know, he's right. still like kind of decked out. Like he's a you know super spy a little bit. So he's kind of, he's right. like wearing the sweater that I, that I now always, my James Bond sweater that I always wear to my holiday <laughs> uh, parties at, at my family's house. Cause my, my uncle who was in, 
in the army used to always wear this sweater too. Now it's my turn. Now I'm the uncle that's wearing the James Bond sweater. Nice. To Christmas. Oh, that's cool. Well, the big reveal at the end, though, that we should, uh, I guess, if you, you should read this, I guess, before, or if you don't want to be spoiled, uh, skip ahead or something. But yeah, like Spoiler they even say, now. Duke has gone. Yeah, consider consider yourself warned. They're like Duke has gone rogue. We got to track some people down, like to to catch an American hero. We got to use American heroes, and that. They're going to send Stalker and Rock and Roll after Duke. What the fuck? Yeah. I love it. I <laughs> thing about it. Uh, I mean, it's hilarious. What a way to introduce these characters like you were talking about, Clay. Oh, a, a, a couple couple things related to what you're saying. So uh, there's a big, like, it's it's almost like a, it's a, it's a mini title, but when they introduce the, the guys on the last page, you know, the stalker and rock and roll, who also they're in hot potato, right? They're, they're featured yep. in GI Joe number one. Um, you know, they're the, the British, um, version or that, or I should say maybe the toy, uh, original GI Joe toy was like called man of action. And he, he's kind of like, yeah, you know, like Duke says, or, or Hawk is saying about Duke, you are a man of action. And they put it in like a mini, sort of title you know and then actually when i was scrolling through just now uh you mentioned in the x-files i noticed that uh when all those guys get slaughtered there's an i want to believe poster hanging in there i I did see that maybe that's why i was maybe that's why i was thinking but all intentional i'm sure dude you know oh i'm totally right the vibe is definitely you're definitely right on with that vibe yeah so i mean this is um this was i i'm just gonna say this i'm not saying that this was uh, i love this book and it was better because i bought the first couple of transformers energon universe books and i was like yeah they're okay you know but this one really yeah. was cool i really like this i like the vibe i like the art um yeah so me too i'll be down with this um and we also I like these, josh williamson as a writer what he start? He's actually a writer artist too. I think he draws Transformers. I think right. He no, might. no, no, no. He, he doesn't. doesn't. Oh no. Uh, is he writing? <laughs> is he writing Transformers? No, no it's there's Danny like Warren a writer Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm getting confused. But Joshua Williamson used to used to draw the Flash, then started writing the Flash, and then if you look at his DC catalog, it's insane. He did like um dark he's done like crisis he's a he's really prolific and a very talented writer and like like you know the the greats the modern greats the the generation before him is like bendis and hickman like he is that good and they are lucky to have somebody this good and somebody that actually gen from the panels and stuff and when i went to the signing and i met all these guys like they just genuinely really care about this stuff and kirk kirkman is he really is like remember i was saying like when we did when i did my (laughs) i did my comic josh uh drew the panel and then i gave you editor-in-chief credit and you're like (laughs) i didn't do anything i was like well stanley presents didn't do anything for gi (laughs) drone either but but uh, genuinely like kirkman is 
is shepherding this thing along. Like he's got a lot of input. Like he's giving the guys ideas and like making sure they're they're um you know like not up to stuff, but like they're all like in this world. He's writing Void Rivals, so like oh, he, okay. he is kind of like he really is like behind the scenes like really doing a lot of work to make sure these guys are coming up with good work, which they're going to, because this is amazing. Yeah. And also, I don't know um, if long time listeners of which there are none. Um, we used to talk a lot about GI Joe back in the day, that GI Joe Cobra series written by Mike Costa. Oh yeah. Um, I love that stuff. With yeah. chuckles and stuff. And, and oh. so Turn Chuckles into like one of my favorite characters. Yeah, yeah, right, and like Jinx, whatever, and and all that. So if you were a fan of those, I would I would say as well, definitely pick these up, um, or at least pick up Duke, and also the next book which we will talk about, or we can talk about now. I don't know. Are you guys ready? I, anything, I, anything more? I'm, I'm almost ready. I want to say one thing. Okay. That I I think that, and maybe just because we're like getting older and like we've been fans of this stuff our, our whole <laughs> lives right <laughs> but i've always I've, I've always kind of and and we talked about this a little bit like in our uh our Substack thing that the alfred letters about like how dc tends to do like uh now now it's like everything is multiverse right like everything is like you know the flash movie and and everything it's like oh and, and then it all comes into one and it's it's one thing like that but right. anyways like i've always said that i can i i love batman i love batman the animated series i love christian bale batman i like ben affleck's back batman you know i like chris nola's batman and and i i like robert pattinson batman and like those are all still batman to me but they're all very different right and like we have larry Hama continuing his numbering 301 302 like i i sub actually subscribed from tfaw.com i'm gonna get them all shipped to me now all so right. i don't miss an issue and um and that's it's all like a real american hero it's its, it's, its own world right and then like yeah idw world that was its own world. And there's even like, um, I would almost say like there's dude. a hybrid. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Because Larry Hammer wrote some of that stuff too. That's like oh, almost right. closer to like the real American hero continuity in a way. Like it, it sort of plugs into that, I guess a little bit, or maybe it's like a soft reboot of that stuff. I don't, I've never really read that. So I actually read one trade and I didn't really like it, but, um, yeah. but the IDW, verse and i thought that um fred van lenty's run was really good on just a regular it was just called gi joe series like the, it was like the main book while they had the chuckles and cobra stuff right. going on like yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's a certain flavor universe you know like that i fondly remember that stuff and i love that stuff but this anadron universe i think really is something different and something new and something to be excited like something that gets us excited about it like 40 years later to be like oh this is new. I'm, of course i'm gonna i have a snake eyes tattoo i'm gonna love a new gi joe thing but this is like actually <laughs> kind of 
this is kind of like blowing me away. Like I can't even, they're like saving snake eyes. You know what I mean? Like Duke is the first yeah, right. that comes out, you know, like, yeah. so I, I'm just like, I'm, I'm overly enthusiastic. I know that, but this, I really feel like just kind of the vibe about it is just really modern, great comics that, I would like, even if I wasn't a G.I. Joe fan, I just think they're doing something different that I then IDW was doing. And what IDW did was awesome. It was great. But this is different and kind of, I think, in, in ways, like, it's better that they're starting fresh like this. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. And yeah, mean, like, you're definitely not wrong because I, I read it and I was just like, I haven't read comics in a while. And I was like, <laughs> I'm reading comics again. I'm picking this stuff up. There you go. Yeah, me too. I was kind of like, well, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, also like like you said earlier, it reminded you of Renegades and whatever. Like it's it's GI Joe. It's but it's not. It's different and it's new and it's fresh. So which is pretty cool when you can do that with this property that's been around forever. So um, it's not just a toy book anymore. Because <laughs> you never know. Sometimes when people like change things around, people get upset. But I think this is a good. Good stuff. I think so too. I agree. I and agree. I I read the first couple of Transformers comics, and I I don't really read a lot of Transformers comics, so I didn't really. I kind of. It's like to me, it's almost like it's like Indiana Jones. It's good, and it's it's just not something. <laughs> I'm just not. In, I'm just not into it, really. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I actually kind of like watching the Transformers movies because they're dumb. You know, like I, <laughs> like they're big dumb action movies that I uh, that have robots in them, and like Stacy likes robots, so we'll watch robot stuff. But uh, but yeah, I I mean I'm just not as into the Transformers stuff. But I think that well, it seems like they're very they're going to be linked. So yeah, they're linked. But I feel like, like you may need to keep up with Transformers. I don't I know. Feel we'll like I feel like I from. From reading Void Rivals, I get my Transformers in that, and I feel like I, of course, I'm gonna get like a important crossover issues or whatever. But I feel like I don't. I feel like as enthusiastic as I am about the Energon universe, I feel like they're making it so that I don't have to read those to care about what's going on in GI Joe. You know what I mean? Right. I feel like they're keeping well, them pretty separate. We'll have to see uh, how how close. I mean, obviously, they want you to buy them both, so they're they're going to try to link them up as much yeah. as possible. We'll, we'll have to uh, see. I'll probably, you know, when I can have the option to like, you know, when it's in the whatever. I don't even know if I have an app that lets me read everything, but I I probably do. <laughs> but so when it's like when it, when ten issues of Transformers are out, sure, I'll probably read them all. All right. Yeah, I'm sure they'll put them on. Whatever comic digital whatever I don't even digital know. whatever yeah I don't even know I like I get but between the um the press proofs we got and and my Kindle app and then I was like I was I, I went into my old Comicsology app and had to download the old IDW Volume One and I don't even yeah. know where any of my stuff is it's like uh what channel's Perry Mason on like what streaming service <laughs> I don't know is it on I think it's on Prime no it's on Max. I don't know. I don't know where anything is, but you it's, just a, it's it. around. It's yeah, yeah, if you if you right. search around, you can find it. You'll find a place to read this stuff. Uh, all right, so now we got to move on. There was another number one, or 
Apparently it's coming this week. We well, when the, the episode comes but out. As, when you're, as you're listening to this, it will be out. It right. is out. It is out. Yes. Right now. If yes. you're listening, which you're not, this book is out. And this is sort of a companion piece in a way, however you want to describe it. But it is Cobra Commander number one. I was a man. <laughs> also by Joshua Williamson. And also, yeah, there were five pages in the Duke book, so but this is the whole thing. And it is also, I think you have very... to do the Chris Loud voice for uh for for a Cobra Commander no matter what, right? Like oh, he's the definitive voice for <laughs> Cobra Commander. So here's the deal. As we as we were talking about Mercer. This one goes very heavily into the G.I. Joe, the movie, uh, sort of origin, I guess, of Cobra Commander, yeah. right? Uh, and so, yeah, Galobulus and Pythona and Cobra La and all this stuff. Like, it is so on the one hand, like when I was a kid, now you're talking about getting older, right? When I was a kid, I, I saw that movie and I was like, what? What is this Cobra La stuff? Like I thought he was just a mean terrorist guy. Right, right. That's that's you know. And to me, till you know, it, it's not like I've never seen GI Joe the movie. I just, right. I didn't. I in in the very clay comic book way, I didn't consider the animated series of the movie canon. So, <laughs> so I it was it, that was my first like be like yeah that's cool and everything but that's you know that's not really what it's not really what those guys are doing, right? Yeah. Well, so that was my yeah like GI Joe as as a fan of the comic book I always kind of and I watched the show and I saw the movie and all obviously but I always considered like oh this is until they brought in like some of the weirder elements. But I was like, this is like, this is like just army guys fighting, you know, like, and then they started to make it like, well, we want a toy that can change color and stuff like that. Red, red so, laser, blue laser. Yeah. But I mean, I was always kind of like, G.I. Joe is real life type of stuff. And then they, they have Cobra Law and weird. And I'm like, what? That's not, that's weird. But whatever. I'm old now, like you said. And I don't care. It's fun. People are familiar with this stuff. The creators are familiar with that. They're going with it. They're going all in on this. They're using all the parts of the buffalo. They're using it all. <laughs> they're using they're using everything that is could be associated with could a, any generation that knows and likes G.I. Joe or maybe has never heard about it and is now somebody might pick up this book and is going to go watch the movie for the first time right. or the hundred and first time. Yeah, no, you're right. And you know what the interesting thing is like, they were talking about like the ultimate universe and stuff like that. And for a while, a lot of comics were like, let's try to make this seem like it could happen in real life. You know what I mean? Like that was like the big thing in comics for a little while. And now they're just like, no, there's these weird guys that live underwater Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, right. Whatever. We're going in with we're just leaning into it. So like and they don't use technology. Everything is everything is like living organisms. Yeah. And or then there's it's this like guy an element of uh 
I guess I mean it's not exactly magic, but it's 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 like a mad it's magic, it's forces. It's more like right. Doctor Strange than it is, you know, Doc. But Cobra Commander's like, no, we got this technology stuff is kind of cool. Check this out. <laughs> Those little fly things that eat the guys. It's pretty crazy. But uh yeah, so Cobra Command is kind of on the outs now, but he's got an, an ace in the hole, and this is where I, I got the Megatron thing from earlier. Like, what is this? He's got Megatron like tied up in his in his lab here. Yeah. And yeah, he's yeah. like he's like, you know, getting information out of his head. He's like, oh, there's other planets and stuff. There's like all kinds of stuff. We don't just have to live down here. We're gonna take over the whole world. We're gonna take over all the world. So if there was some sort of a device we could make for the masses, right? Uh, but but, oh, the masses. Yes. but also, uh, I, and I, I, I don't mean to derail you from uh, no, I mean I from was the, from from the reveal, but um, but you know, uh, one of the great mysteries of even real American hero is like, what happened to Snake Eyes' face? So we we found out that he was injured in Vietnam, like what what happened to Cobra Commander? Is he scarred under there? Is he just a regular looking guy? Like, you know, what's up with that? I think maybe in, I and please correct me if I'm wrong, maybe in the movie he takes his mask off and people are like, uh, or he looks like a snake or something. I, I mean, I don't know. But the, this is where this Energon universe origin of why he wears his helmet happened. And this is worth it every single penny of this I book. Think, <laughs> I think in the movie he did, he was revealed to have kind of like, um, not like a full on snake face, but something did happen to him with the spores like initially. Yeah. The and spores it, got him. It started yeah. to mutate him. So then he wore the mask. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they turned him into like full on snake in the movie. Yeah. Yes, so and go is, forward in time. Globula, uh, golo, 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 golobulus, whatever. Like, what is, what is Burgess Meredith in the movie, right? Yeah. 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 And did we talk about Burgess Me yeah, Meredith on the Planet of the Apes episode? Off. I don't know. I think we did. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't um, know but... but, um, but like, yeah, what's his, what's his deal? Well, what's he's. His, He's the head of this Cobra Law thing. Yeah, which... he's like the emperor. Yeah. In Star Wars. Yeah, okay. Right, right. That's a good that's a good analogy. Yeah, and Cobra Commander was just this kind of like science scientist and whatever. But so I it looks like to me, like, you know, like when you think about like where does he get such wonderful toys? Like I'm wondering if he's like studying Megatron and being like, oh, so we can like look at this cool technology. Let me make some stuff. You know, <laughs> like I don't know. But we'll have to wait and see. But I said so there's two big things at the end here that I want to talk about. Um so at the so Cobra Commander kind of goes out into the world. And he's he's out in the middle of like sort of some sort of frozen tundra or whatever. And he's, he steals a car, but he's also got a, a guy with him. Now, he says that this guy's name is – does he say his name is Grunt, or is he kind of just saying, you're just a grunt? I think he's just saying you're just a grunt. 
Yeah, right. it's interesting that they would pick that though. Yeah, My favorite about the whole out in the world thing is that is his outfit from uh, the episode of Transformers that he was in, where they didn't oh see Cobra Commander, but he was totally Cobra <laughs> Commander. Oh my god, I didn't even, I didn't even put that together. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That's Love right. That. He's basically that guy from the episode of Transformers. Yep. Oh my god, fantastic! I know with the hat and the <laughs> the, the coat, but the faceplate, crazy. So you don't think this is grunt? No, I, th- I think it's Zartan. I mean, it, it's it's interesting. I mean, it's a guy with a beard, but yeah, then they pan. It sounds like he's he's in a disguise because he was kind of like ragging. Oh. On. He was ragging on Cobra Commander for not being in disguise. Okay, look at you are putting all this together for me because the last <laughs> shot is well, he says like. I have a, I'm going to have this name now, and I'm going to call myself Cobra Commander. And then they pan down to a little shack in the swamp, and it says Dreadnoughts on the door. And the cover Ooh. reveal for next issue has, I don't know if this is just our preview copy or if this was in everything, but I think it's in everything. The next issue, issue Buzz two, has... Buzzer cutting off his faceplate. It looks like. Oh my god, I loved it. it with, a so cha- with his chainsaw. <laughs> so, um, Buzzer, he was always one of my favorites. I know he's, he's he's great. And and I don't know if they brought Zartan to the swamp in the animated show or the movie, but he they definitely live in a swamp in in uh, Real American Hero. You know, yep. like they definitely live in a shack down there. With all oh, yeah, the, that the was whole family. The, that was always the thing with with. Zarkin. Oh yeah, because they were when the Joes kind of attacked them. I remember the. Hello, uh, hello, hello! Adios, adios, adios! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's so weird. I mean when I I remember first reading it as a kid, I didn't know what the Everglades. I didn't know what what that was <laughs> or whatever. But yeah. Uh, they, that's always been a thing. That's always been the Zartan's thing. Zartan of the Dreadnoughts always lived in the swamp. So, yeah, this is another one, like, different than the Duke book, but still, like, in the G.I. Joe, you know, vein. So, in the, you know, keeping with the theme. And uh, I'm, I'm, I also... I'm uh, I, I also, at New York Comic Con, got the uh, Corporal Commander Ashcan... Or I had read the pages of the first, the first few pages here, and much like when I, even I read some superhero comics, and I think that they mean to do something very obvious, and they talk about it a few pages later, and I'm like, wait, what happened? Like, and it's not just because it happened off panel; it just kind of like. I'm a little confused. So kind of like how in um, Man of Steel, when <laughs> when when uh, Clark goes into like this like shack in the winter time, <laughs> like Cobra Commander goes into this like bar, and yeah. he's like, you know, they're like, "What'll it be, fella?" or whatever. And then he goes outside, and there's like kind of like this like. It looks like it's a snowmobile, but it also kind of looks right. like a his tank. Yeah, snow. it kind of looks like a his cool. tank. 
And then I was like, okay, is that like for plowing or something? And then he's like, he's kind of like, uh, Brett Calhoun will do your car will do. So yeah. What, what exactly happens? Like the guy turns his truck on and then no, or he, does I mean, Cobra, Cobra Commander, Commander run him kills over? This guy. Yeah. I think he just turned him to jello with like some sort of device. Yeah. Oh, maybe okay. his, little bug, his little bugs or whatever. Yeah. So I, yeah, that's I when know. I was literally like, wait, what, how did I, I obviously kills him because they, they're like, Hey, right. Johnny, you didn't pay your tab. And then, and it goes outside He's and the guy's like dead and blood, yeah. but it, it's blood sort everywhere. of like sound effect of maybe turning the thing on it, it, this car on. And then, ah, so I was in my mind, what I wanted to happen was there to be a very sharp snow plow in front of this thing and and Cobra Commander <laughs> snow plowed him into pieces, but I guess maybe yeah, he used his uh his his, his little uh goblin like bomb. electric sound to me. So I think he had some sort of device. Yeah, I think it's yeah, I think I think Josh is correct. I agree. I think you guys uh, are both right because I sometimes I'll read stuff and be like, wait, what happened? And it could be like completely obvious and I still don't know what happened. <laughs> well sometimes, you know yeah, you're just reading along. Sometimes I feel like I read a comic and I and I, I go back and I go like, what even just happened? I didn't even look at it. I was just reading the, I was just reading the words and I didn't look at the picture. I'm like, that happens to me all the time. Yeah, like ADD or something. I'm just like, yeah. What? I should stop and appreciate the the art here. But, but yeah, I think it's the same sound effect that it's that that this sort of zert sound effect that is used when he is when he takes out those bugs later. So, yeah. Okay, that so, makes total devices. sense. And uh, then, okay, another clarification issue. So, um, the bomb <laughs> goes off in in Cobra, right? Yeah. And, and then that's what fucks up Cobra Commander's face, and he kind of looks like uh, well, yeah, for guy... Eccleston in the movie, right? Like in the first GI Joe movie when they made that terrible awful cobra commander in that movie Uh, and they kind of have to rebuild him (laughs) with fucking snakes and spores and guts and something and like a snake bites him and then maybe there's like a still part of a snake in his eye and he's all bandaged up like i don't know what the fuck's going on on these pages yeah it's a little weird yeah the snake cobra law science is very different and complicated It's magic. I I don't have a problem with it. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying that they didn't explain themselves well. I'm just kind of like, oh, what's what's going on there? He's got a okay, some Cobra Law stuff. And oh, well, Josh, yeah. no, what's that Superman? Um, that issue. I think Alan Moore wrote it, and they have they put that like flower on him, and then he goes into dream state. Do you know what issue I'm talking about? Uh-oh. Uh, it, it, it's like whatever happened to the man of tomorrow because like yeah. there's this like space alien like octopus basically that gets sucked onto superman's chest and it puts him yep. into like this dream world and I, it like they kind of like put this uh, like a space octopus cobra law <laughs> thing on cobra commander to heal him in this well it seems like too like the like he had these spores, right? That was like a big thing. It was a big thing in the movie, and maybe like blowing that bomb released some of the some of the spores too. You know, so I don't know. I'm gonna have to watch the movie tonight because 
all this talk about spores <laughs> and Cobra Law. I think that's I think that's what's going over my head. I, I just don't yeah, have that. I think you should in definitely my, watch. I don't yeah. have that in my like vocabulary about what's going on. I'm like waiting for the little editor's note that says LZ. You know. <laughs> <laughs> definitely check it out. I mean, I, it, that's a whole story too. We, we will do an episode on that movie. Yeah. But it was like a whole thing, and like we. Are you down for that, the, Josh? You gotta go oh, hop on a movie to... podcast for that. Yes. That All one. right. I have it on DVD, ready to go. Really? Nice. Excellent. Nice. It is uh it is classic. And it's a whole thing too. Like we I think we talked about it with Flint Dilly a little bit. Um when we had him on. So go back and listen. To that. But um yeah, I don't I don't think it's free to stream anywhere. I think if we would have to rent it, but uh it's still it's worth it. It's fun. No. It is. It's good. It's fun stuff. So I'm gonna buy it. Then All right. It. <laughs> I'm yeah, gonna go ahead it. and say it's worth it. I I love it. Yeah. I've always loved it. It's got all. I mean, like you have to. It's it's. it's got Don Johnson. Yeah, it's got Don Johnson and. It, and it's Bern, not like Bern I said. Bern. It's it's not like I've never seen it. I've just never seen it enough to remember anything about it. I my the old band my my first band the Humanoids. We always used to talk about how Cobra Commander is on Roblox's back, right? As a snake. Yeah. <laughs> and he would go, yeah. Cobra, la, 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 la. And sometimes I'll go on the page and just say, Cobra, la, 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 and leave like a bunch of snake <laughs> emojis because, like, it's still like an inside joke of having those guys for 20 years. How hilarious. It, yeah, it was like a. I mean, yeah, it's worth the 10 bucks, I think. Uh, but yeah, like. <laughs> It's a whole thing, though, but I don't know, Clay. It's it's in the the animated series continuity, so it might not be canon. You know, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, you know well, <laughs> as I, as I said in the Alfred letters, I'm I'm a multiverse guy. I let I'll, I'll let okay. it all into my life, and and if I can further expand on my enjoyment of GI Joe, I don't know if it's possible. But I'm open to anything. All it's, right. Well, for, for me, the the TV show and like the movie that was my canon. Like, I didn't read much of the comics growing up. <laughs> I love it. We have this whole back and forth here now. Different canons. I did it all. I did it different all. Time. Shows, it was a different show time. Show and comics. I was. Oh, I was. I had a standing three o'clock to four o'clock uh, at my house <laughs> to watch GI Joe and Transformers. I watched it every day. Yeah, me too. Me too. And in the morning, I watched uh, Heathcliff and ate a bagel before I went to school. A Lender's bagel. Cliff? A shitty, uh, Lenders. A shitty frozen yeah. Lender's bagel. I used I to eat those a lot. <laughs> I used to have those a lot. <laughs> uh, one thing I want to point out, too, and if you're, a, if you're a comic book collector and you're into, like, variant covers and stuff, there are some pretty cool covers um, for these books. Uh, they're really expensive, some of them, because they're like the one in 250, you know. Yeah, yeah that's right. You were like, uh, oh, put put the David Mack on your uh, order if you're ordering me one. And I was like, uh, and, I don't think I yeah, can. It's like, three, <laughs> it's like $300 or something, $200. So I was like, never mind. But, if, you know, so, but it's awesome. They're all awesome. They're all very cool looking. Oh, and Insider, yeah. I have Insider uh, information that I got from the horse's mouth. So Ooh, back, horse. going back to IDW, uh, the amazing artist, Robert Atkins, I have a Snake Eyes sticker on my 
a Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow sticker from Robert Atkins on my on my laptop now. Um, he's just he was great and drew a bunch of Real American Hero. Still does covers, still does commissions. And I I asked him, I was like, oh, so you know, like the, the new series coming out and stuff. He's like, I was like, are you gonna work on any of that stuff? He's like, yeah, yeah. Like the there there's a whole new thing they're doing, the new creative teams and stuff, and it's like that they've asked me to do some stuff and we all agree and that they're going to wait to deploy me. So like (laughs) basically like kind of like let the, let, let all the new people and you know, your David Max, your Ramitas, you know, whoever they get to do the covers, like, um, you know, they're going to, his stuff is coming there. He's going to be doing probably variants and, and regular covers for GI Joe, probably real American hero down the line or other things but he said he is still gonna work on G.I. Joe he loves G.I. Joe he's such a nice guy um he did a smart he did a very league um thing which is well he's a professor at an art design school so he had his comic-con table with his college so that the league thing is like Hey, can I uh, sit at your table? Then you know he doesn't have to pay like artist alley's fee. He gets and he gets right. to be away from everybody else. So, uh, <laughs> but, but the cool thing about that was there weren't a, there was actually like kind of a couple of annoying fans uh, ahead of me. But I was able to sit there and just have a nice chat with them. And, and I bought like a stalker cover from IDW and he signed it. And he was like, very nice. Just kind of like when I talked to David Mack too. And, uh, you know, he, oh, yeah. they're just like, they're, they're, you know, they're just, they're cool guys. And the guy's an amazing artist and he draws the best snake eyes. So they're going to be Robert Atkins stuff coming in the skybound universe, but the, he's cool. letting everybody else have the spotlight now. Cause he had, he did, you know, probably like 200 covers already. <clears throat> Well, John and I were going to work on a book many years ago uh, now, but John had worked with him at IDW, and he did a cover for us for the book that never, (laughs) actually never made it, but it was very cool. It was really cool. Yeah, and John John liked him. and I mean, I I never met the guy, but seemed like a cool guy. But yeah, he drew a cover for us for a book that was never... Never came out, but that's okay. Maybe it will one day. Well, he loves GI Joe, and you know, like he's 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 like us. He's just like all us. Right. He likes he likes all the, he likes the GI Joe. He likes to draw it. He likes drawing snake eyes. I'll just have to write a GI Joe book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. What else? We got anything else? Any final thoughts or anything like that that you guys want to uh, chat about? Or should we just sign off? Pumped. <laughs> pumped? All right. I'm pumped. And and uh, we always said, because there's so many real American heroes, right? And that when we started Legend G.I. Joe, the podcast, one of our many sub-podcasts from The League, um, and saying, like, okay, like we're not going to do 300 of these, but right. we're going to do... I think we said we were going to do key issues, right? Like, you know, we're going to yeah. skip some, we're going to skip some, we're going to skip around, you know, we'll probably do a silent issue at some point. 
uh, the story of G.I. Joe 19, of course. You know, maybe we talk about 46, <laughs> which is the shirt I'm wearing right now. Uh, my first oh. comic, you know, like, like we do key, key issues. But um, what this is a great way to kick off season two because then we can also we can do G.I. Joe the movie. We can we can follow up uh, on on Duke. And, you know, I'm sure they're going to have a, a, a G.I. Joe book or a Snake Eyes book. And, you know, we can we sure. get the opportunity to do new number ones. And, you know, we can we can follow up on whether we're re- whether I'm still reading Void Rivals six months from now or whether we say, like, oh, Transformers is really good. You know, you should check it out. Uh, that kind of thing. It's just uh, it's just fun. That th- these are key issues for sure. Indeed, one, three number ones, all in one <laughs> podcast. That's true. That's pretty cool. Well, thank you for inspiring us to do this, Clay. Thank you for suggesting that we read these books, yeah. and uh, thanks to you, Josh, coming on, taking time out of all just your- being here. Yeah, well, you know. It's great. The, the old league is back again. So, That's right. I like it. Thanks to you for listening. Don't forget to check out all of our podcasts, leaguepodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts, uh, Stitcher and Spotify and Apple and all those places. And hey, um, leave us a review. Send us an email. Feedback yeah. at Follow us on social media. I've been since we've been doing the show practically not every not like right at the beginning but i've been writing these comic book picks and now they're on instagram so suggestions uh, yeah. of what what to buy for the week and guess what when there's new gi joe comics there's always a gi joe pick <laughs> so, <laughs> they always seem to find us their way into the three comics that we pick every week um but yeah you know we we're keeping that going and excited to have a new year new season you know there might be three episodes of season two in 2024 but we'll we'll get there well we've already promised you i'd draw the movie we can't we can't uh get back down on that nope no we can't renege no reneging (laughs) i might even watch it tonight Oh, 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 all right, then we'll have to do it soon. Oh, my God. I'll watch it again. Okay. (laughs) I'll have to watch it again. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks again to you guys. And, uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk to you guys later. Yo, Joe! Yo! Yo, Joe! Yo! Duke's going to be okay. okay. I wanted to save that for the 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 episode, but yeah, like the big thing with G.I. Joe the movie was that Duke was supposed to die.